Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is Lee Lonsberry. The program is called Live Mike. This is episode three. We've been talking about a fascinating uh, topic over the past uh, few segments, and we're going to be joined by someone central to this issue. We're dealing with the topic of uh, a judge's ruling. Judge Waddups uh, has ruled that American Samoa uh, is now, or American Samoans rather, are now U.S. citizens. Uh, we, in more recent moments, have learned, too, that he has issued a stay uh, of that ruling pending appeal, uh, but that does not dismiss the importance of what uh, was the case for a moment yesterday, and if these uh, appeals are overcome, uh, will be the case in the future. We're joined by Susie Lafayette with the Southern Utah Pacific Islander Coalition uh, to talk about what this may mean for for folks close to her and here in Utah. Ma'am, I'm grateful to you for joining us. How are you? Yes. Hi. Thank you, Neil. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to report the, this this stay. I'm sure that's disappointing yeah. for you. Uh, but as the attorney, Neil did say, uh, it, it wasn't unexpected. Right. T- t- tell me, nope. <laughs> t- tell me how you got involved with this issue. I know it's been ongoing for, for a good long time, but uh, some somewhere there was a catalyst to to elevate it to the the level of the courts, and ultimately the ruling that came down yesterday. Talk to us about that journey. Yeah, so Neil had reached out to our organization after he learned about our efforts to assist others in our community about with the naturalization process for non-citizen nationals and other non-citizens. Um, as an organization, the Utah Pacific Islander Coalition supports the recognition of citizenship um, for all of our Pacific Islanders, including American Samoans, and that really just aligns with our mission to empower our Pacific Islanders here in the state of Utah. So that was kind of the beginning and the catalyst. We joined them last November um, up at the courthouse with this case, and we've just been on this journey ever since with them. Help us understand how large the, commu- the, the American Samoan community is here in Utah. I, uh, with the help of producer John this morning, we did a little bit of Googling, and uh, in terms of uh, population size, it's fourth in the nation. Uh, did I see that one in 14 American Samoans here in the United States is living here in the state of Utah? How big is the community here? Yeah, it's pretty large when you think about um, our population and our land size. Um, in southern Utah, the numbers are probably about the same. Um, for our county in Washington County, we have um, just 1% of our population is Pacific Islanders, which is about 14,000 people. And so that, that statistic of 1 in 14 is probably pretty accurate with Washington County and Southern Utah as well. Well, what, why is that? What, what is it about uh, Utah uh, that is so special and attractive to American Samoans? Uh, I think just Pacific Islanders in general. Um, we have a longstanding history here in Utah. A lot of um, early people came over to help with the building of the Salt Lake Temple. 
and settled outside of the the valley in what they call Skull Valley or Yosepa now. Um, and a lot of them just haven't left since. <laughs> the, the Pacific Islander relationship goes back to the building of the Salt Lake Temple? Correct, yes. I, did, I didn't know that. that. came from Hawaii that came um, to help build the Salt Lake Temple. And then when, they, when the church... Um, decided to build a temple in Laie, Hawaii. A lot of them went back, but many of them stayed. A- absolutely fascinating. Uh, yeah. t- t- what does this mean for the folks with whom you've been working? Uh, th- this this ruling what did now again the, the the stay was predicted, but there was a window. There was a window where some action could be taken. Did you have folks? Uh, did you have folks running uh, to register to vote or, or make uh, adjustments to their passport? What, what, what were the moments uh, like after the ruling and before the stay? You know, it was such a short window of opportunity. Um, so I've been in contact with some people. I haven't received word back whether or not they were able to get online and register to vote, which is great that the state of Utah allows that registration process. Um, I do know that John was able to um, go and register this morning. So, so again, it was just a really landmark decision. It was a very joyous. It was almost... Um, you couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, not not to not to put a cloud over things, but I, I do have to uh, uh, talk to you about some of the attitudes we've heard uh, on, on the other side of this issue. Uh, uh, the the delegate, the non-voting delegate from uh, American Samoa, put out a statement pretty strong, uh, saying that this ruling is particularly unwelcome and inappropriate. Uh, if you'd allow me, I'll, I'll read uh, on. It says, unfortunately, the ruling did not address the concerns we had raised about the rights of the American Samoan people to decide their own status, both as individuals and as a people. Why is there a divided attitude here? And help me understand uh, uh, why, at least why everyone's not on the same page. You know, for a more for a more clear, um, you'd, you'd have to ask our counsel Charles in regards to that opposition. I'm going to have to defer to him, but I will tell you that we see it as a separate issue. We see citizenship as a separate issue from land and culture and history, um, where a lot of that opposition is coming from. Um, we see it. The citizenship issue as something that's going to strengthen communities. It's going to strengthen families. And it's going to strengthen our Utahns, our American Samoans here, particularly in Utah. Outstanding. Uh, the, the, what uh, what do you predict? What uh, what do you think will will happen next? Is it, is, the, is the argument good enough to overcome these appeals? I think so. I think the fact that Judge Wadups took 13 months to really think about and, and and come up with his decision, I think, says a lot about our case. I think it's a very strong case that, um, despite the, the stay, that the appeal will go forth, that it will continue on, and and will win. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's hold on to one another's number, and as this progresses, as these appeals uh, become more clear, and as the decisions following them uh, are, are, are meted out, I'd love to talk to you again, and uh, I'd like yes. uh, you to let me know, please, uh, how the, the community is responding and, and how it changes the, the lives of folks. So, you know, folks will, you know, if, if this works out in, in your favor, uh, there's going to be a whole new voting block. Uh, there'll That's be, correct. at least here in Utah, 14,000 folks who will be able to exercise uh, their right to vote as citizens. Uh, and that's no insignificant thing. It'll be interesting to no. know uh, how, you know, in, in a political sense, how that group is courted uh, and where their political allegiances uh, lie, if there are even any trends. Yeah. I'm, I'm very anxious to, to learn how that all plays out. So please, uh, let's let's stay in touch as this progresses. I'd love to learn more. We will. We will. I appreciate all of your help and, 
and just having us on the radio and getting getting the word out about this momental and landmark decision. Very cool. Uh, we've been speaking to Susie Lafayette with the Southern Utah Pacific Islander Coalition. The issue at hand here is a ruling handed down by Judge Wadups just yesterday calling for uh, all American Samoans to be granted U.S. citizenship. Uh, that was only the case for a brief moment because as is occasionally the case, a stay is issued uh, pending appeal and so uh, there was a moment where uh, where American Samoans yesterday were in fact citizens and the, the, their passports which currently carry a disclaimer saying that they are indeed not uh, U.S. citizens but rather uh, U.S. nationals. Uh, that stay is in place now and so we're back to the status quo but uh, there is an opportunity uh, for American Samoans here in the United States and around the world to be uh, forever more considered American citizens as is the case uh, for the individuals from other U.S. territories uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and uh, the others like that. Uh, next up we're going to talk about uh, it's kind of a, f- a funny topic if I'm honest and it has to do with anxiety but specifically in anxiety induced uh, by our exposure to the political goings-on in Washington and, and all around. We've reached out to some experts, and uh, we've seen some polls, and one of the polls says that 8 in 10 Americans say politics are their biggest source of stress. So if you're feeling stressed, uh, you're in good company. There are a lot of folks that say that all of this stuff going on in Washington, all of the divisions surrounding uh, the impeachment and other debates, and uh, honestly, some of the attitudes coming out of the White House, it induces some real anxiety. We're going to be speaking next uh, to a director of research at the American Psychological Association to see if it is a punchline or if it is an actual uh, actual experience uh, being felt by folks exposed uh, to the politics of our nation. I, I sure hope it's uh, less severe than, than the polls indicate. I, uh, if I'm wrong, it'll be unfortunate. Uh, but we're going to speak uh, to a doctor next on political anxiety. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.